This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining the show today is someone who has been on the show previously. His name is Trevor Squire, and he covers the Vikings for heavy.com. So welcome back to the show, Trevor. Yeah, good to be back. Thanks for having me, Adam. No problem. All right, so let's get right into it. Free agency began this week, and there's been a lot going on, um, even with the Vikings. The biggest news for the Vikings so far, though, happened on Wednesday when the team signed cornerback Patrick Peterson to a one-year deal. Uh, Peterson has spent the last 10 seasons with the Cardinals, where he earned eight trips to the Pro Bowl, and he was a three-time first-team All-Pro. So, Trevor, what was just your initial reaction to the signing of Patrick Peterson. Um, I mean, it, it was a, it was a big move on paper. It was definitely something I wasn't expecting. Um, you know, Vikings kind of create a lot of cap space, uh, this past week. And, you know, I expected a few like decent, like budget veterans to kind of fill the roster, but to, to just see the, the name Patrick Peterson pop up on my Twitter feed. I, I was, I was a little shocked at first. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, I made like r- a little after the season ended. I made a a wish list uh, for you know f- free agents the Vikings should you know try and sign. But I called it a wish list because it was guys that I would love to see on the Vikings, but that I also knew probably had a very low chance of actually signing with the Vikings. But Peterson was one of those guys, and so I was very happy to see uh, Peterson sign. With the Vikings, I've seen a lot of people kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe push back against the signing and, and say that he's on the, the downside of his career. But I also think about, you know, Mike Zimmer. He's known as this, this cornerback guru. He's not going to bring in a guy like Patrick Peterson if he doesn't think he can help him. He's not going to pay someone, you know, I think he's getting around $10 million to play for the Vikings next year. He's, he's not going to do that if he doesn't think he can help him on his defense and to get someone like that on your defense who can not only still play very well at a high level, but also 
help some of your younger guys, point them in the right direction. You know, we're talking Cameron Dantzler and, uh, and Jeff Gladney and some of the other guys, you know, he's just, he brings a lot of value more than just to what he does on the field. So, but I have another question for you. What would your reaction be if the Vikings signed Peterson to actually replace Anthony Harris as their other starting safety next to Harrison Smith? I mean, I've, uh, I've considered that just with how they might use him in disguise where, you know, maybe we end up basically running four corners out there with, with Peterson at free safety. Um, you know, I think it's uh maybe it's it's a little bit cutting corners of trying to to kind of find a, a you know a multi-use tool in the in the secondary. Um, but you know, I'm definitely open to just kind of seeing the different looks they can throw. I still think that there's a need at safety, whether it be another veteran free agent or possibly addressing it in the draft. We also have Blake Lynch, who's sort of on that cusp of linebacker safety so i feel like he'll definitely get some reps in training camp too yeah and it there's been reports that they're still interested in anthony harris but i think i just saw right now they have around three million in cap space after what what they've done so far so it's not like they have a whole lot of money to work with they got to figure out some some stuff maybe some extensions for for harrison smith or even maybe daniel hunter if uh, you know things are starting to get better on that end uh try and free up some money to make some more moves because i think um I think the Vikings, yeah, they need to find. I would like, I would, I think I would be okay if they they had Pearson play safety next year, but I'm also worried about an off season being similar to how it was last year, where it's mostly virtual. So I think that hurt the Vikings a lot last year, where they were depending on their OTAs and their mini camps to help these young guys, you know, come along better in the, in the preseason, you know, help them get some of their kinks out. And it just it backfired on them. So I'm af- I, I'm worried of of that happening again, and them trying to move someone into a, a new position, and then not having the, you know, one on one time that they they hoped they would have, and that you know backfiring on them again. Um, exactly. Yeah. So before the Peterson signing, the biggest move the Minnesota had made in free agency was a signing of former Giants defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson. He's the the second player in the NFL whose first name is Dalvin. The first one was already on the Vikings. So the Vikings have both Dalvins in the NFL on their roster right now. I'm sure that's why they signed him. Uh, I think they gave him around two years, $21 million. Uh, now, Tomlinson did line up as the Giants' nose tackle for the last two years, and he's not a small dude. He's listed around 318 pounds. But it's being reported that the Vikings are going to use him as their three-technique Defensive tackle next to the 340-pound Michael Pierce. So, what are some of the some of your thoughts on the addition of Tomlinson? Do you like what he can potentially add to Minnesota's defense, or would have you would you have preferred them to sign maybe someone who is more of a a true three technique defensive tackle? I mean, I think from the defensive interior, we don't really have to go rushing and and trying to find you know someone who's an excellent pass rusher in the that the Vikings re-sign or extend uh, Daniel Hunter. You know, that's that's kind of like a prevailing storyline throughout this offseason. It's likely to happen. Um, and so I think this signing also is like, you know, a little bit of a, a sign that they expect to get a deal done. And, you know, frankly, I think, you know, Zimmer, Zimmer gets uh, rushed on for over 200 yards last season mm-hmm. against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara six puts touchdowns. up touchdowns. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it was 
that they really wanted to address and you know they did it like we don't we don't need an extremely strong pass rusher on the interior because we have guys who can also move on the inside too um you know just kind of flip things around we've kind of have a lot of those those hybrid uh you know three technique edge rushers in the in the as far as the the defensive line room so yeah i mean overall i'm i'm pretty happy with the signing i definitely didn't expect it and i think it's a you know a, a sign that the defensive line is in really good shape with Tomlinson in the event we also get Hunter back. Yeah, and they, and and Barr's likely coming back, and that'll help with the you know the run defense as well. And I think having Tomlinson and and Pearson there in the middle, those guys are just gonna be they're gonna be hard to move for you know opposing offensive linemen. They outweigh um, the Williams wall, right? Yeah, right. So you're gonna have to have. I think the Vikings' plan is to just, you know, force everyone to to run to the outside, and then you know just make sure your corners are good at tackling. And I think Jeff Gladney displayed that last year. Hopefully, you know, maybe Patrick Peterson uh, as well at that, as good at that. And you got Kendricks and Barr out there, so these guys are going to be able to probably like roam free and just make tackles, uh, you know, as they wish. Um, so I I like the signing. I you know. Some people are like, he's a nose tackle, but he was also a nose tackle in a 3-4 defense. He's playing in a 4-3 defense with the Vikings. So, you know, there's a difference because when you're in um, a 3-4 defense and you're a nose tackle, you're essentially playing both roles. You're the three-tech and you're the, the nose tackle. So I'm not as worried maybe as, as some others are about the Vikings having technically two nose tackles uh, in the in the middle of their defense. I think it's kind of unique, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it works out. So the Vikings also signed former Chargers linebacker Nick Vigil, who spent some time in the past with the Bengals when uh, Paul Gunther was their defensive coordinator. The same Paul Gunther who was added to the Vikings coaching staff this year as a senior defensive assistant, so he should add some depth at linebacker for the Vikings. But I'm not going to ask you anything about a linebacker who has a good chance of being a backup next season, so you don't have to worry about that. But what I will ask you about is some of the departures from the Vikings uh, this week. You know, after this, after signing Dalvin Tomlinson, the Vikings re- released Shamar Steffen. And then on Wednesday, Mike Boone, you know, confirmed the reports of him not returning to the Vikings this year by signing with the Broncos. And then after saying his goodbyes to the Vikings on Tuesday, Afedi Odenabo landed a deal with the Giants on Wednesday. So I'm going to ask you, can you maybe rank these departures in terms of most to least impactful with one being the most impactful? Uh, I would say Afedi for sure. Um, you know, he's someone that I definitely didn't want to see go. I think he got like $2.5 million. The Vikings could have resigned him for... Yeah, probably a little under that with a with a tender. So you know he got he got a little more, but I wonder if there was an offer made there. He might not want to come back. Yeah, I mean he's he's kind of he's been pushed to the side a few times by yep. them. I'm sure you know he won't express any bad blood. He's definitely uh, oh no, like you know he's a franchise guy for sure. But so I'm happy to see him go to the Giants. But you know he he did really well. Uh, with Hunter and, and Everson Griffin when he was kind of rotating into that third role. And, you know, last year, given the rest of the line was completely in shambles, mm-hmm. he, he didn't do very well. He also happened to face like the fifth most uh, double teams of any edge rusher. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, you know, and that's a fact that, you know, maybe Vikings fans have, have gleamed over because, oh, you know, our line was, our line was horrible last mm-hmm. year. Let's let's kind of like bask in, in how bad things are where giants fans they're they're cherry picking that stat as much as mm-hmm. possible. They're mm-hmm. extremely excited. 
So I'm, I'm excited for him to see what he can do because I definitely like the pen, the potential was there as him as like a third option, but mm-hmm. he is going to be in a starting role with the giants too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. So what do you think maybe between Mike Boone and Shamar Stefan, uh, where will the impact be felt the most between those two? I mean, it's got to be Shamar. I think he still could have been a contributor, even with Tomlinson. Um, yeah, they, they tend to rotate three guys at uh, defensive tackle. And I mean, Boone is an amazing player, but he just he never he never got the looks really. Mm-hmm. It's like he's yeah. yeah. The, the interesting thing with Boone though is now the Vikings only have two running backs under contract. Um, just. Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, so they got to figure out, you know, how to fill that number three role because um, Madison and, and Cook haven't been known to be the most healthy uh, players uh, for the last couple seasons. So they have to make sure they have, you know, a decent number three back there. They can either, you know, sign a, a veteran free agent, um, you know, find someone in the draft, undrafted free agent. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they go about finding them because they do need someone who is capable of coming in there and, and, you know, getting some, some decent production, because like I said, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison are not known for being the most healthiest running backs uh, in their careers. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave, clean, and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, I don't know how active you... Actually, you mentioned Daniel Hunter earlier, so but I don't know how active you are on Instagram, but Daniel Hunter recently made some noticeable changes to his Instagram account. Hunter has apparently re-uploaded the photos of him... <laughs> in a Vikings uniform back onto his account for the public to see. This seems like a good sign for his future with the Vikings, as much as some people like to just look at it and be like, oh, this is stupid. This is, who, is, who cares? He's uploading pictures. Um, you know, maybe he's been able to even talk with the Vikings to maybe smooth things over uh, a bit, which I think actually came out today. I think maybe Darren, Darren Wolfson came out that Zimmer and, and Hunter have been talking and things seem to be getting better. Yeah, um, do you, yeah. Do you think Hunter will be on the Vikings week one roster for next season? Or do you think the Vikings should try and see what they can get in the trade for him? I mean, I think at all times, like the Vikings and, you know, any 
NFL front office for that matter, you know, they should be entertaining, you know, what, like, what is the value of, of some of my players? And so I imagine there have been some calls, but I also think the Vikings by no means have, have started shopping him because I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of optimism, you know, Mike Zimmer and him had, had a good phone call. He's re-uploading photos. It's just kind of all of a, a posturing when you kind of get into these, like, you know, all these uh, contract negotiations, and especially leading up to those two. Um, what do you think the Vikings should do about maybe his his reported unhappiness with his, his current contract situation? I mean, he's coming off a season where he missed the whole season with a neck injury, which is not a injury to just not worry about. Um, but he is still, what, 25, 26 when he was on the field, he had 14 and a half sacks in 2018, 2019. So it's also the salary cap got lowered, so money's kind of short. So what do you what what do you think the Vikings should do with his uh, his current contract situation? Um, I think that overall they should front load it with just at least some incentives. I know there's not a ton of, of cap space, but front load it with incentives promise a, a larger base salary in, in a, like a few years to come. Salary cap will likely be bouncing back by that mm-hmm. point. Um, but yeah, overall it's, uh, you know, they love to kind of stretch those signing bonuses too. So um, yeah, they, they kind of got to, they got to kick the can down the road quite a bit to, to make them happy while also balancing a lot of the cap issues that are upcoming. For sure. So at this time of the recording, I think I mentioned the Vikings have about around three million in cap space uh, remaining. But you know they're they're working on some they're probably working on some contract restructures with some some current players. They already did Adam Thielen, like I mentioned. They could do they could do Hunter and they could do Harrison Smith. They could do maybe Kendricks or something too to free up some more some more cap space. Um, and the Vikings still have plenty of needs, and there are still a number of good free agent players available. Um, so what area of their roster would you most like the Vikings to try and improve during the next few days of free agency? We need a guard. Uh, I mean, we need two guards actually. And <laughs> I would, I would prefer that they use whatever cap space is available to, you know, try to get it. I mean, at this point we can only get maybe one. I'd, I'd prefer not to use a rookie in guard, especially because, you know, that's, that's a, a space where it's a lot tighter and everything kind of is more reliant on hand techniques versus kind of just like feeling out a situation. And uh, yeah, you know, I think Zimmer got his way with a lot of the, uh, the money we were spending on free agency. So it's, it's kind of looking like we may be leaning towards the draft to, you know, replace at least one guard that would be okay. But if, if we go two guards there, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough situation. Yeah. I'm at the point. <sighs> I'm at the point though where I just I look at the Vikings offensive line and and I just expect it to be bad because it's really just been bad the whole time Rick Spielman has been with the Vikings. So I'm not I don't think all of a sudden this year things are going to change because you know they just are and they're going to you know maybe maybe going back ma- to the draft too yeah I, maybe maybe time. they're they're different because Brian O'Neill Brian O'Neill's good he's he's mm-hmm. good. Um, Riley Reef played well last year, but they had to get rid of him, so they got to figure out what's going on at left tackle. Are they going to move Ezra Cleveland over there? But he did okay at right guard, so then 
you know, what do you do with that? Do you move Brian Hoyer to left tackle? And then you have to figure out who's playing right tackle. Um, you know, Garrett Bradbury, he hasn't really lived up to his first round draft status. Um, is that his fault? Is that the fault of the guys playing around him, making him look worse than he actually is? Uh, there's just a lot of questions with the, the Vikings offensive line, and this this happens every year. Um, so I'm just at the point where I don't really care if the Vikings do or don't draft early round picks with offensive linemen because I, I just don't expect them to do well with whoever they get would would i like them to maybe invest a little more you know they they did try to what they tried to trade for trent williams last year that didn't work out because he was like no nah, i don't I'm, I'm not going to minnesota um so they they've they've tried um but you know just things haven't haven't worked out and i just i just don't have a confidence in them for them to work out until probably rick spielman's gone um so that's just my opinion on that like what are your do you think that they are capable of of fixing the offensive line or not even just fixing just making it average yeah i mean that's all you, that's all we need is an average offensive line too like 20 2017 nfc championship season that line was average at best yep um and yeah i think overall that's what we should be shooting for unfortunately we always seem to never i think we spend the least amount of money of any team on the offensive line yes i think that's correct and, you know, it's definitely, uh, that's kind of the way Rick Spielman likes to roll. Probably yeah. isn't going to change anytime soon, even though, you know, we hear these reports of us chasing, uh, you know, high prized free agents, whether it's Orlando Brown or lost out on Joe Thune. Nikki yeah. could be an option. Um, but yeah, you know, it probably, it probably does come back to the draft. Uh, but you are right. You know, the offense did super well last season, even with, Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a cheese hold offensive line. <laughs> That's a horrible, uh, horrible phrasing for it. But, but no, yeah. it's it's good. I think you you get you you got your point across. <laughs> um, but yeah, just it's just it's something it happens year after year. We go. Th- I feel like we just, it's every year. You know, are they, they need a tackle. They need a guard. They need a center. It's like I, I'm. Maybe we were spoiled, or I was spoiled growing up because I think I'm a little older than you. So I grew up like watching the, the early 2000s Vikings and, and late 90s when they had an offensive line that was just the same pretty much every year. It was like Todd Stucey, uh, David Dixon, uh, you know, and later on you had Bryant McKinney in there. It's like Matt these guys, Burt. yeah, these these guys have just, la- yeah, Matt Burke, these guys have just lasted for years. And now it seems like. There's a different offensive line combo. Like there's two or three new starters every year. And it's like we there it's been proven that continuity is like huge when it comes to, to offensive line. Cause you you gotta know, you know, what the guy next to you is gonna do and and what his habits are to, to play well. And I think all this shuffling around is just it's not good. I I understand why they released Riley Reef, but I really think it would have been better for them to keep him. Um, I know it allows them to get someone like Patrick Peterson. Um, but I just think they've got a really big hole at left tackle right now and, and it could just go up in flames. But at the same time, you mentioned how that they might look to the draft to like address some of their offensive issues now because they've been doing so much defensive stuff and free agency. I don't think that's going to happen, uh, either. I think Mike Zimmer this off scene was like, Hey, 
you know, you guys gave me nothing for my defense last year. So this offseason, it's all about defense. We're gonna do free free agency is gonna be all about defense. We're gonna go to the draft, we're gonna do all about defense. So I think like the first round they might go edge rusher or safety. Um I, I think it's still gonna be heavy on the defense because Mike Zimmer is just like, you know, I'm a defensive coach. Like I, I'm not I'm not trying to win with offense here. You know, would I love to have a great offense? Sure, but I, I know I can do my best with a good defense, so I think that they're still going to go heavy on the defense in the draft. But, you know, based on some of their signings, so so they got Tomlinson and Peterson um, so far and, and Vigil, and I think they re-signed Chad Beebe and Rashad Hill. So based on some of these early signings, do you think that changes what their maybe their priorities are for just the first few rounds of the draft this year? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, we've definitely, I mean. You, you Will they be- draft a corner in the first round? <laughs> um, I think there's a strong possibility there. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not totally against it still. Even, you yeah. know, Patrick Peterson, maybe. Well, if he's, sa- if he's the, the safety, then, you know, then it's not, like, totally crazy. Yeah, no, it's definitely true. Um, yeah, I, now, that, now, you, now that you mention it, first round does feel like it's going to be a defensive player for sure yeah yeah who who they get last year they got um yeah jefferson oh and then gladney yeah so they got you know jefferson the the first pick that they had and that's uh you know that's a parody yeah and well they've they've had over the years in the first round they've had what bradbury treadwell um trey waynes hughes Yep, Anthony Barr, Teddy Bridgewater. So they've they've kind of first round's kind of up in the air. They usually, I feel like they go maybe maybe best player available in the first round. They might that might be something that they they do, and then maybe focus more on needs later in in the draft. So I think maybe maybe first round is up in the air. Maybe they you know if uh, that kid from Northwestern, what's Rashawn Slater or or whatever, is um, still available. Which after his pro day, it doesn't sound like he's going to be. Um, you know, maybe they can grab him or, or that, that kid from, from USC. Um, so, and then, you know, there's edge rushers like Michigan, Quiddy Pay, and, and there's Gregory Russo from Miami. So there's lots of choices. Um, I think the Vikings will have in the first round, but I also think the Vikings are going to trade back in the first round because one, Rick Spielman, he's never going to shy away from a trade. They don't have a second round pick. Um, and Rick Spielman is great in the second round. And then at 14, they're in a prime spot. If a quarterback or somebody notable falls, if you got, you know, uh, Devonta Smith falling and he's still there at 14, I feel like the Vikings are going to get a lot of calls to, to trade up and Rick Spielman's going to take advantage of those and, and, you know, get as much as he can. So the draft is going to be interesting this year. Do you, do you, what do you think about maybe them, them trading back? Do you, could you see that happening? Yeah. I mean, when you make that case too, and I'm I'm not here to speculate on Spielman or Zimmer's job security, right. but you know there is there is a little bit of a of tension building there, and I don't think they necessarily go planning for the next eight to ten years by drafting no. a quarterback. No, why not give that pick up if someone does fall? So, yeah, I think it you know it's definitely going to be a move move that's going to try and benefit them immediately and fill some holes, which there's still a lot of that left. And yeah, with a, with a late first rounder and a second rounder, you possibly get two immediate starters there. Mm-hmm. 
Even in the, I think Cameron Dancer was in the the third round. So even round, and yeah. and Pat Elfline, not that he turned out very well, but he uh, he was a third round pick and he he was a starter right away. So even the third round picks um, can can turn into immediate starters. Um, I think that's all I got. I, I mean, Kyle Rudolph landed with the Giants. He's with Adenabo right now. He got what like I feel like he got like two years, fourteen million. So he got some pretty good money. Um, okay. Do you think maybe he could be successful? With the Giants, um, I mean, they they have Evan Ingram there already. You know, Daniel Jones. I think Jason Garrett's still the offensive coordinator there. So, like, do you think Kyle Rudolph can succeed there maybe? Or is he just going to get maybe a rude awakening of like, okay, maybe my career is probably over? I mean, it kind of seems like a similar situation that he had here. You know, yeah. they have an offense that generally wants to run the ball first with Saquon Barkley. Yep. Uh no, I forgot about him because he was hurt last year. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I know that's a and you consider Evan Ingram too. He's like a very fast stretch the field type mm-hmm. wide receiver. Uh, I think I just saw the Giants had like the first or second worst red zone offense. So second worst, I think. Be a I think I posted that. You know, <laughs> there you go. But uh, but yeah, I think that's a you know it's a definite possibility that he does kind of serve as you know, two tight end blocking role maybe comes in in the red zone, especially, which, I mean, it's essentially the the role that he had in Minnesota until he kind of got phased out a little bit. Except and, for last year when Thielen stole that from him. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was kind of odd that like Thielen just became like the red zone guy and, and, and uh, Rudolph was kind of just like left in, left in the dust, of, you know, but that's, that's the way the, the offense was, and and Kirk Cousins loves throwing to Adam Thielen, so he's mm-hmm. you know never going to shy away from that. But I think, I think that's all I got for today. Um, you know, we'll just have to keep an eye on on the Vikings. They like to make their moves, you know, right before midnight. So make sure you stay up all night to uh, you know see when the Vikings are going to sign a new player. But you know, right now they don't have a lot of money, so they're going to have to figure out a way to to do that. And uh, but I I think I think they're they're probably done with the the big name signings. I think Tomlinson and, and Peterson are probably going to be the biggest. Do you think that they might maybe add another notable name, or do you think that they're probably going to stick to maybe like some of the the lower tier guys? Uh, if, if it's going to happen, probably happens at guard. Yeah. But you know, I'm I'm not sure they can really get a guy for more than five million at this point. Right after restructuring Smith too. Yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot of options for them right now. Um, and that's just the way the roster is. It's not, you know, who's not, whose fault it isn't. It's not Kirk Cousins' fault. Um, you know, there's, I see just about, especially today with Adam Thielen restructuring his contract and people think that he's taking less money, which he's not. He's getting paid the exact same amount of money. It's just the the way they, uh, form the cap or whatever is, is different. They just convert it to signing bonus. So there's less cap space, but he's getting paid the exact same amount of money. But there are people out there who are like, Oh, look at Adam Thielen. He's a team player. He's he's taking a restructure. He's taking less money. Why can't Kirk Cousins do that? He's just so greedy. And I'm like, you you don't under, like. It's not all about Kirk Cousins. Like it's not his fault. But it's every every as you should know. You you know you write about the Vikings. Pretty much anything you post, you post, someone's gonna f- find their way in the comments or whatever to to complain about how this relates to it being Kirk Cousins' fault. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just gonna be always the case. So that's my little mini rant about Kirk Cousins because I've just been seeing this seeing this like 
very frequently over the last couple of days of them signing players and restructuring and then and maybe other players around the league restructuring and everyone being like, well, why doesn't Kirk Cousins do it? Why doesn't he do that? Because it's not up to him. It wasn't up to actually, I don't even think it was up to Adam Thielen to restructure his contract. Um, they The Vikings can do whatever they want with that, that cap space. He's still getting, as long as he's still getting paid the same amount, I don't think he really cares. Um. The only the only thing with like restructuring Cousins is, and this is to the Kirk Cousins critics, mm-hmm. the only way they can restructure him is if they give him an extension. Right. And do yeah. you really want that? If if you're gonna, do you want like another two or three years of complaining about him? And if you want to see him make less money, he's still gonna make more over that time anyway. And I hear the the forty five million cap hit or whatever next year that keeps getting brought up is like oh it's going to be the highest in the league that cap the vikings do this all the time they backload contracts they put the highest cap hit in like the second or or final year that cap hit was put there to either trade him or extend him they're they're never gonna he's never gonna have that 45 million cap hit they're never gonna have that on their roster so the fact that people still use that as a talking point is is pretty ridiculous because you're ignoring what the Vikings are known to do. Like people praise the Vikings and stuff are always being so good at the cap. You think the Vikings are going to let Kirk Cousins have a $45 million cap hit? No, they're not going to do that. That was put there as kind of like a placeholder. Um, so I, all these, these, this is my little mini rant about Kirk Cousins. Cause I just keep hearing all these, these, you know, narratives or whatever thrown, thrown about. I'm not his number one fan or anything, but just, it gets old after a while. I think you can understand. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's something to talk about. Oh, for sure. And that's what you know. That's what everyone's gonna be chiming in on for the next uh, next few months or so. Oh It'll yeah. Quiet. And then an extension could be coming. You know, oh, in March this time oh, next year. <laughs> oh boy. It's gonna re- rekindle everything. Um. Yeah, and then if someone like Trey Lance or whatever goes out and and plays well, they're gonna be like, oh, I should have drafted him. Fire, fire Zimmer, fire Spielman. It was. It's, it's a cycle. It's a cycle that we're just gonna keep going through until the Vikings win the Super Bowl, which is gonna probably be a very long time from now. Um, it's Vikings fandom for you. Yeah, it's just it's what what would we do without without it? I mean, we would feel so lost without all the the constant bickering and desire to have someone else's quarterback but i mean they're just looking at like people who call for zimmer's job or whatever um there's people there's steelers fans who who want mike mike tomlin fired there's seahawks fans who want pete carroll fired like this is every fan base so like i mean there's always going to be people in the fan in the fan base that that want changes no matter what they're never going to be happy so like i feel like i've kind of become more numb to all this stuff about cousins or zimmer or whatever it's just like okay sure you have your own opinion that's great but it's probably not going to happen um but it is what it is so where can people follow you on twitter uh yeah my twitter handle is trevor t-r-e-v-o-r d as in david squire s-q-u-i-r-e we also have a heavy on Vikings Twitter. It's uh, spelled just like a uh, just yeah, spelled just like you'd say it. And then yeah, you can find uh, where most of the content sits. It's going to be on the heavy on Vikings Facebook page. So just search heavy on Vikings on Facebook. Uh, yeah, feel free to subscribe. We also just launched a newsletter. So uh, nice. yeah, plenty of content coming that way too. Cool. Go check that out. It's uh, got some good stuff over there on heavy.com covering the Vikings. Um, but make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter. Make sure to follow the Viking Age on Facebook. 
subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.